I mean, this is the last stand. He's back from over a year-long radio hiatus. Well, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. We know how much you've missed him, Tennessee. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. Can you say Hail Mary? So he's bringing you an all-new podcast coming straight from the heart of Knoxville. 11 in a row, 11 in a row, 11 in a row, 11 in a row, eh, eh, 38 in a row, as in 38 unanswered points. He's the hardest working man in America that doesn't drink beer. He's looking for a woman with a good insurance policy, and you can always find him on the second floor somewhere getting shoulder rubs. His name is John Reed, and this is Reed's Ranch. Point four, Florida, you can go to hell. A victory edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you. We're recording this on Tuesday, September 29th. It's about 5.20 p.m. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Just another day. Happy to be here. Happy to be here with you. Just another day. Just another victory. We don't know what it's like to lose. No, we don't. We don't. The Vols keep winning. The Titans keep winning. The Bills keep winning. We simply do not know what it is like to lose. We just keep winning. I mean, we. I mean, I look like I look. You look like you look. It's just we've been winning. We just can't stop winning. I mean, we're both beautiful people. We're both intelligent. We have amazing quarterback play on two out of our three teams. Um, we. It's just winning. It's winning, winning, winning. And it's not. I haven't gotten tired of it yet. All right. Well, you started it. Two out of three of our teams have winning quarterbacks, good quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, I sh- let's, ta- let's talk about it. Let's I talk about it. it. You brought it up. I know, I know, I did, and I regret saying it because I've just I was thinking about I've been thinking about the podcast we were going to do this week for a couple days now, and I've just been thinking about like how much I didn't want to talk about Garantano because like I know I'm. Like, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, we're, we're tired of talking about it. Like, there's nothing left to say. You have to be a million times more tired of talking about it because you do it for a living. I don't have to talk about it too much. That's the beauty of not taking callers. That's the beauty of me taking a year off of voluntary reaction. You know, ideally, I come back, do the postgame show next year. We have a new quarterback. I don't have to listen to it anymore. I mean, at this point, we, we, we talked to brother Austin. Power T tape today on the radio show, and he broke it down. And I mean, he had some positives to say about JG. I was gonna say some positive things too. Um, and then you come on here and just absolutely shit on him. First thing. Well, he is he as good as Josh Allen? No. Is he as good as Ryan Tannehill? No. Okay, but there aren't many quarterbacks walking this planet that are as good as those two guys. That's true. That's true. They're both dual threat, hard nose, explosive quarterbacks with a lot of swag. We got a hard nose quarterback here in Knoxville. I mean, he's tough as hell. He's got some swag. I don't know if you saw the bow and arrow celebration. I don't know if you saw the little... I was going to bring that up, too, yeah. I don't know if you saw the little finger points he gave after a first down. He's got some swag. He's got some Josh Allen in him. Yeah. Is he as athletic as Josh Allen? No. No, he's not. <laughs> not quite. Or Ryan Tannehill, who was... Is he as accurate as Ryan Tannehill? No, no, he's not. I don't quite think Garantano could be a successful uh, SEC wide receiver, Big 12 wide receiver, like uh, Ryan Tannehill was. I don't think so either. So, he, you know, he's not as good as them, but like I said, there are probably only uh, five people walking this planet better at quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, and there's probably like six walking this planet better than Josh Allen, or seven. That's it. That's it. I thought that... When Jarrett Garantano dropped back this year compared to last year, I thought that he was much more decisive. He was much more concise in what he was going to do. He knew what he was going to do, and he did it. I think that a lot of times he made the correct read. I think that he just missed his receivers. Like I, I thought like he had a better—I I don't know if this is right— it felt to me like from the very beginning of the game, he had a much better handle on the offense. I thought he just overthrew guys. And if he didn't overthrow them, the chances were he threw it about a million miles an hour. He was lacking touch. But in terms of doing what he was supposed to do, 
I thought he did it. Like, yeah, he held on to the ball too long, once or twice. They, I'm not saying he's perfect, okay? Like, he didn't throw an interception. He didn't have a turnover. He almost fumbled. I mean, he did fumble, but he fell right back on it. Um, I don't remember really any interception-worthy throws either. So I don't, I, I don't, he... I don't remember them like dropping any interceptions or balls that should have been intercepted. Like I thought, I, str- I really, I don't even really feel like they knocked any away. I just feel like he overthrew them. Now, like, you know, like when you when you're overthrowing receivers, it's going to lead to tips. It's going to lead to interceptions. So he needs to cut that shit out. But like on Saturday, he didn't throw into any. He didn't even really have to throw into any tight windows. That's why I thought Jim Cheney called a pretty good game. You have to hope your fifth-year quarterback can hit an open six-yard pass. But, like you said, like Austin said when we did the film breakdown, the throws were open, the decisions were quick, they were the right decisions. It just seemed like to be some mechanical things. JG said he was throwing off his back foot too often. Yeah, he, JG said it was mechanical. The Volquist guys, they say it's all mechanical. So the good news is, is that it doesn't seem mental, which last year it was mental. Well, we'll say the mechanical part portion of throwing off your back foot could be mental. Just it could because be. He's, t- he's tired of getting his ass beat. But yeah. Tennessee led the SEC in limiting quarterback pressures. Yeah. We were number one in terms of limiting quarterback pressures. So hopefully he now realizes the offensive line can protect him. And maybe after playing, a, you know, having some bad throws against South Carolina, he'll fix that shit against a Missouri team that will enable him to fix that shit. Yeah, I just thought that like he looked like a different quarterback last year in regards to some things in a good way, and that's like that's a very good thing. Like I thought he was much more decisive, and he made the correct reads, and he didn't he he didn't take too long. Like I mean, here's the thing: if going into the game, going into the game, if me and you had sat here and we had said that. Would we be upset if Garantano went 19 of 31 for 259 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions? Would we be upset? And we would have said, absolutely not. We would take that immediately. Now, it's obvious that he could have easily been 25 of 31 or like 27 of 31. If he just hits these open guys. Now, hopefully, it's all a mechanical issue. I have my doubts that like everything, I don't think anybody believes everything's going to get shored up if he can just fix these mechanical issues. Like, I, I don't think anybody believes that. Maybe he can fix them some, but I thought that he made the correct read, and when he made the correct read, he went out and did it. Like, even if it was running the ball. He kept the ball a couple times. I think that for sure he doesn't make that play on the flea flicker to Eric Gray last year. No, no, he does not. I think 1,000%, Garantano last year either gets sacked or... He throws that ball deep, and it's picked off. I think there's a 0% chance he dumps it off to Eric Gray there. I thought, so I thought he always, I thought, like, he always made the correct read, which is a vast improvement. Um, But he just, it, he could have been easily 25 of 31. I thought, I think that Jim Chaney called an amazing game. I think even if he was 25 of 31, we would have came in here. And said he has to prove it against Georgia. So, like, for sure, to me, it's going to be get a little better next week. If you want to keep your starting job, like Pruitt's not going to like bench him before Georgia, but like play a little better, silence the the doubters up a little bit. But either way, he's going to have to perform against Georgia, and he's going to have to make open throws. Yeah, I mean, as South Carolina returned two cornerbacks who were pretty bad last year. Yeah, their defense wasn't good. So, like, I mean. We got the win, and a win is a win, and it doesn't matter how many you win by. We even cover the spread depending on when you got it, so gamblers shouldn't have been too upset either. Here's the thing. Out of, uh, let's just, since we've been doing this podcast, Tennessee has lost a lot of games, a lot of games, more than they've won. Probably Not recently, but you are correct. And there's been a lot of times where we've been sitting here and like, if, we would have just killed for Tennessee to have to have won the game, even you know, no matter what. But here we sit that that we beat a South Carolina team on the road after a fall camp where a lot of people like Aubrey Solomon, our special teams unit, didn't really even get to practice, and we beat a team on the road that went three and five in the SEC last year. We played badly and we beat them. We know we all saw everyone saw how much better UT was in South Carolina. Like there were flashes where Tennessee showed how good they can be. 
Tennessee won. They beat a team on the road that's, that's, I mean, they're not great, but they're not Arkansas or Vandy. It's not like we did what Texas A&M did. No, we looked good. We looked competent. You know, there were some things we have to clean up. You know, I, I'm not even going to overreact to the first possession of the game because I feel like Mike Bobo's been waiting to, you know, he's been scripting that for three months. Mike Bobo is really, really, really good at what he does. He is very, I thought after very that good. we settled down. We did pretty good. Uh, third quarter, they made some adjustments. They came out and they took advantage of us having to play a freshman. Yeah, they had one guy that could really cause problems and they put him in the spot where he was able to cause problems. We had to play Bryce Thompson at a position he's never played before. Which I don't feel like he got beat over the top very often. I mean, if ever. I feel like Bryce Thompson played really well at safety, and then they said, look, McCullough, we need you. You're hurt, but you got to play. We put McCullough we put McCullough in at safety, and Bryce Thompson got to go back to cornerback, and we won the game. I mean, I, I, like... We played two middle linebackers who'd never played the position. Aubrey Solomon didn't get to play, didn't get to practice any. Elijah Simmons got the start at nose tackle. Got to recover that fumble, JYD. You got to fall on that fumble, big boy. But he played well. He did. And he was there to fall on the fumble. It just it didn't happen for him, but he was there. Um, nose for the football. What a stud. I actually thought there was like a lot to be positive about because you played badly and you won, and you showed that you still, like, you, this team still, like, the people on the team, they still know how to win games in a way that Tennessee didn't know how to do prior to, like, Mississippi State of last year. I thought Princeton Font looked pretty good, too. I did, too. I thought he was a big-time positive. I thought he I looked thought very good. I thought wide receivers looked pretty good. Yeah, they did. They, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the only, the only really... Uh, like I said, I think Jim Chaney called a great game. The only like gripe that I've really seen people have was that one drive where we passed it three straight times. But look, on second down, Ramel Keaton had the first down and dropped the ball. Yep, that was the one bad wide receiver play. That was uh, the one. That was the one bad wide receiver play. And should Jim Chaney have ran it? Sure, but okay. On second and long, he called a play where he had a his good wide receiver open, and the dude dropped it. Like, that ain't on Chaney. I thought Chaney was, was pretty awesome. I always want to go out there and get first downs. Like, uh, there's so much time in college football with the clock stopping. Yeah. With first downs. Like, you just have to go out and get first downs. I, I'm not worried about burning clocks. So, in the NFL, maybe it's different. Uh, but I always want to go out and get first downs. I'm not going to blame Chaney for throwing the ball there. Like I said, if your team executes – then it's a first down, and J.G. actually hit the throw, and Keaton dropped it. I'm not going to blame Jim Chaney for that. It was a good call. Like, in retrospect, what probably bothers me more than those three play calls are like, I felt like we were hiking the ball with way too long left on the clock towards the sure. end. But also felt like we were at our best when we were running with tempo. So, like, it's I, I get that you have to pull that back some, but, like, the offense did seem to play better with tempo. Yeah, and uh, big ups to Will Friend for whatever they did at halftime. I don't know if it was a scheming thing or if he like just told the guys to like quit being pussies. Yeah, because the 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 first drive in the second half was mm. that was one of the best Tennessee drives mm. in a really long time. Mm. I mean, uh, they just uh. I, I saw somebody talk about it. I, one of the Volquist guys like that was the best Tennessee had ran the ball since that ninety yard drive against Mississippi State last year. Yep, we just said here's what's going to happen. Hey, diddle diddle, we're coming up the middle, and you couldn't stop us. Chandler played really well, I thought. I thought both running backs played well. They both, uh, you know, they got pretty much the same amount of touches. Chandler did a little bit more with his, but Gray scored him a touchdown. I would like to see more of them in the passing game. Should have had two touchdowns. Gray should have had two touchdowns. I thought he was going to score on that dump down the flea flicker. He he made that one guy look foolish, but he barely got tackled at the one. Yeah, I thought he was going to score there too. And he had he looked really good on that one punt return. Yep, I thought this team looked explosive. I thought they looked fast. I thought they looked improved all over the field. I think if the quarterback hit a couple easy throws and we didn't, you know, I really just think if the quarterback hit a couple easy throws that we would have one going away. So doesn't matter. There was a pandemic. We had a, basically a, a new wide receiving core. Maybe they get some reps together. Maybe they get better. Maybe JG improves some simple things. We're going to beat Missouri. The people want to know, have you changed? Have I changed? Have we changed any of our season predictions after one game? No. 
I say we beat Auburn and A&M. Okay. Okay. Um, We're going to beat Auburn and A&M, and I feel very good about beating Kentucky as well. Okay, yeah, I, I do I have felt good about beating Kentucky, but I feel really good about beating Kentucky because I think Terry Wilson sucks. He's so bad, and I said it last year before the game, like I would much rather have played against a quarterback who we know throws the ball. Yeah. Just because, like, you can plan for that. Mm-hmm. When, when they had Lynn Bowden out there doing, like, weird stuff from, like, 1920. Yeah. It just complicates things. It junks the game up. Like, I want to see Terry Wilson out there throwing four-yard passes and not being able to hold onto the ball and not being able to push the ball down the field. It opens everything up on the defense, and Pruitt will shut that shit down. Yeah, Terry Wilson is bad. He's really bad. Um, I don't have enough of a an opinion about Auburn yet other than Seth Williams is really good. And They, they got a big-ass 300-pound tight end. I liked watching him play. Yeah, he's huge. He, yeah, that dude, that dude is awesome. And they've got to kind of figure out a running game at some point. I don't really know who their running back's going to be. Um, I didn't watch any of the A&M game, but, like, is there really anything to say? I mean, like, that Vandy quarterback was a true freshman that wasn't even highly rated. And, like, he went toe-to-toe with A&M. Like, what is it, like, Kellen Mond? Like, I think, I think Jerry Garantano looks better than Kellen Mond. No, yeah, like I said, we're going to beat A&M. We're going to beat Auburn. That is going to happen. We are going to uh, beat their ass. Like, Bo Nix did not look good. Bo Nix looked good on one drive. Other than that, he looked shitty. I also, like, a, a huge thing in that game was if the referees do not overturn that call where Kentucky scored that touchdown. Sure. And then... which. I don't know if that would make me feel better about Kentucky because, like I said, by the end of the game, Terry Wilson sucked. But it would have made me feel, you know, I think it would have made everyone realize Auburn's not very good. Yeah, I I don't really know. I think that the Auburn still has a lot of questions to answer on defense. Not because they suck Saturday, but because they lost a lot and Terry Wilson sucks. So, I mean, yeah, Bo Nix, he – Threw for 233 yards. Like, I, he didn't look great. I mean, he looked fine. That's how I would describe it. He looked fine. Seth Williams looked really good. I will say Georgia did not look very good, but, you know, if they get JT Fields, they'll look like a different team. Or not JT Fields. Who the hell is JT Fields? Uh, if they get JT Daniels, they will look like a different team. And I'm not going to overreact to them struggling against Arkansas for the first half, but their offense looks shitty. But again, they have a quarterback waiting in the wings that they hope to get medically cleared. I guess he already is medically cleared, so we'll see what happens with against Auburn this week. In the least shocking thing of all time, he got, you know, cleared today. And I, I had told, I think it might have been my dad, I was like, um, Georgia would have gone out and hired the biggest quack medical doctor in the nation if it meant that they were going to get this guy cleared before they had to play Auburn, Tennessee, and Alabama. Like, they would have done whatever it took. They would have went out and hired Dr. Drew as the team doctor if he was going to clear JT Daniels because they were not going to, they, they're, they're not going to roll up these next three games with Stetson Bennett and Dewan Mathis. I mean, Dewan Mathis was pitiful. Got to say, I probably would have gone with Dr. Phil or Dr. Dre there. But, yeah, that Mathis kid, I felt bad because they had talked about how he had had, like, a brain tumor or a brain cyst he had to get removed and how it, you know, rededicated him to football and how he was going to be this great story, and then he was pitiful, man. He could not complete a pass. I mean, they moved – I think they had 33 yards of offense. He was so bad, and they bring in a little Wes Welker-looking motherfucker to come out there and throw, like, the shortest passes ever. But that's all he needed to do against Arkansas. Yeah. The reason I said Dr. Drew is because he's actually an MD. Is what I no, said. I know. I know. But I'm just saying they would have you – know, the joke would have been that they would have hired a non-real doctor yeah. and posed him as a doctor. So the question with JT Daniels is, was this the plan Please vote all in the along? Discord on whose joke was better, Dr. Drew or oh, Dr. Oh, no, no. Dre I just want – no, no, I'm not saying mine was better. I just wanted to – It sounds like you thought it was better. So please post in the Discord. Vote with uh, J or S for Seth. The question is, was this the plan all along? I say no. Because we had people like Aaron Murray talking about how great Dewan Mathis had looked. And we had 
We had JT Daniels scrimmaging, even though he couldn't take a hit. We had him scrimmaging, but Dewan Mathis was the starter in these scrimmages. So I don't think this was the plan all along. It's like, you know, is JT Daniels really healthy? No, he just got cleared. He's not healthy. I mean, either way, he's going to be rusty as hell. Like, we benefit from playing. Hell, we, we might have caught a really big break because we're going to benefit from playing Georgia early. And after the way Florida looked game one, I do not want to play them early. So we benefited from getting to play them in December. Hell, if I'm Kyle Pitts, I might not play another game. I might say, you know what? I've done enough. I'm going pro. Uh, there's my first round tape. I'm not getting hurt. See ya. That was another thing I was thinking about. Why could Jerry Jones just not have hired Dan Mullen? Seriously. Like, there is not a coach in college football who has his guys more ready to play, offensively speaking, on any Saturday than Dan Mullen. Nobody is even close. Like, Lincoln Riley's not even in, not even close to Dan Mullen. Nobody puts his guys in a better position to succeed than Dan Mullen does. Like, he will do... I, he, it sucks, man, because he is awesome. And me and you have been had been to... I mean, we talked about how bad, badly we wanted Dan Mullen to come to Tennessee. He is he is awesome, and it sucks. Please never forget that John Adams stole my take after I talked to him about it at SEC Media Days. Next thing I knew, two weeks later, he wrote a piece in the New Sentinel about how Tennessee should consider Dan Mullen. People, like, I never understood why people didn't think he was good because it's so hard to win at Mississippi State. Like He's goofy. He's, he's goofy. goofy. He's goofy. And then he had that picture where his dick and his nuts were hanging out and everyone laughed at that. And he says dumb stuff, but he's a hell of a football coach. He and just knows offense. And I'm hoping that something goes wrong in December because they looked really good week one. I'm hoping that Ole Miss – I'm hoping just Ole Miss sucks – and that maybe some things go right. But I'm happy we got a schedule break because I would not want to play Florida, you know. Next week. Third on your schedule, yeah, or next week, whatever. And I do want to play Georgia early. Yeah, so I just don't – I don't think JT Daniels is going to be some, like, instant, like, salve for this team. I mean, uh, they've got a lot of problems. They didn't exactly just line up and run the ball on Georgia. That was another thing that stuck out. And that's what, um, in an ES- ESPN piece I was reading about it yesterday, was like they moved a lot of people around on the offensive line. And it's one thing for Dewan Mathis to suck going up against the Barry Odom defense. Okay, but it's another thing that with the Cook guy and, and Zaire White or whatever his name is, like they just couldn't line up and run it. On Arkansas, not Georgia. On, on, on Arkansas. We knew what you meant. You know... Like that. Do we want them to win? I, mean, I guess we want them to lose, right? We want them to lose just because they're in the East. But like, is it? Do you bind anything benefiting Tennessee if they're two and zero versus one and one? I would rather them lose all the time, but I always want to play a team coming off a loss. I know a lot of people claim they would rather play somebody that's coming off a win. Blah blah blah. I just think that Georgia team at one and one, if they lose to Auburn, would really be doubting themselves. Yeah, especially after last week. I mean. Listen. That seems like a ball of yarn getting ready to start unwinding. And, like, you just kind of wanted to see it, you know, just come apart at the seams. I don't think – I think the best possible outcome of that game for Tennessee is that Georgia just sucks ass again. Yeah. And Auburn beats them. Like, uh, I'd not – like, whether or not it's harder to beat a team coming off a loss, blah, 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 whatever. Like, if – what if they just suck, man? It's possible. To me, that's the most important thing. Uh, they they had 42 rushes for 121 yards, an average of 2.9. Against Arkansas. Against Arkansas. A team that was like 134th in points allowed last year. Arkansas. Um, Who was not coached by Jeremy Pruitt. Defensive mastermind. I, they could win next week, and if they still look bad, then it's like... Okay, I mean, good, you know. I mean, like, if they scrape out a win next week and they look terrible doing it, that's probably good news for Tennessee because Tennessee has to play both of those teams. And, I mean, I would think just the best possible outcome for our game versus Georgia is that, like, Auburn just beats them and Georgia sucks. Now, that defense they have is still going to be a problem. Yeah, but, I mean, I do think we can scheme them up and get some open looks. Because, I mean, I, I, we would have 
I'm not going to say we would have beaten them last year, but like our problem wasn't so much our offense last year. It was we couldn't stop Jake Fromm. Like that was one of the only good games Jake Fromm played, but like they just kind of moved the ball when they had to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to Pruitt's first year against Georgia, we played really well, and we had some awful shit go our way. I mean... Go against us, you mean? Yeah, go against us. The fumble. Um, we strip the ball out. They pick it up and run for a touchdown. Justin Fields fumbles again too late in the game. And it bounces like a too. basketball right up into his hands. Like, you know, I mean, that was two forced fumbles that we could have easily gotten. We played well that game. I mean, we we shut them down. If I offered you Tennessee plus seven and a half right now against Georgia, we're taking that, right? Yes. I'm taking that bet. Yeah, me too. I'm not ready to full out say we we beat Georgia because, you know, we need to see a couple improvements this week. I, I mean, like, I'm actually very interested in this Tennessee-Missouri game. Uh, I, I want to see how much we improve and just how good we are. Usually I wouldn't be so much into this game, but I am. I am into this game uh, week to noon. Any desire to go to Athens, by the way? Uh, Not particularly, no. Okay. I was considering it. No. But I haven't really been able to get anybody to buy it that wants to go with me. I mean, I think Brother Troy said he would go. He gave well, me the eyeball emojis. I bet he feels like shit right now. Nobody wants to go with me, but yeah, Troy said he would, but you know. Well, it wasn't intended to make Brother Troy feel like shit. I was... Man, I bet he's not, not going to be the top paying patron after this episode. Be back to old gay Hank being the top patron. That wasn't intended to be hateful to Brother Troy. Do you oh, go on road trips also, with two people? Uh, no apologies. I mean, apologies. I was thinking like a four-person road I know, trip. I know. I'm just kidding. I was also Whenever I go say, on road trips, I think of like three or four people. Now, sometimes you have to do two. I can just already see what's going to happen in the Discord. Troy's going to post, well, I'll just go fuck myself. In the nicest voice. I mean, one thing that we haven't even talked about is Tennessee didn't have its Swiss Army knife defensive back in Schamberger, who is... Like Sean Schamberger is is good. He is a good college football player. Uh, he, like he he had a really good year last year, a really good year after being. I'm in, excited to see him back. And he would have been on Shaw Smith. Now would he have stopped Shaw Smith every time? No, because Smith is actually pretty good. He's pretty fast. Um, and Bobo's good. Bobo would have got him open some. But like, listen, like if if it was him on Shaw Smith instead of Danico Slaughter. It's a different ball game because Smith doesn't have a heyday against us, and that's just on. That's just the truth. Like that's no. Like I thought. I I actually thought Slaughter played pretty well. It, it he was had a, a sack, right? He had a Didn't sack. he come in and get a sack? And it's easy. Yeah, he had a sack, and it's easy to see why they like him so much. He was. He is extremely athletic. I'm not worried about the defense. The defense did what they had to do. Like, they have some things they have to clean up, but it's game one after a fucking pandemic, or during a fucking pandemic, bro. Oh, like, I, I'm not worried about the defense at all. Like, my only thing about the defense would just say Jeremy Banks, like, just think a little bit more. He plays with ruthless aggression. But he's very, but like, you saw why they like him. He's very fast and athletic. Yeah, no, he's good. He, he could be he could be really good at linebacker. He could be awesome at linebacker. It's easy to see. Like he plays on instincts and just flies around. Like he has to be a little more careful. But I mean, like that one play where he's good at that tackle for loss. No one really said that about Derek Barnett. He played pretty uh, reckless too. Just pointing it out there. Tyler Barron, um, monster. Oh, I remember people talking about Derek Barnett after he. I mean, he made dead spin for that. Awful, bro, vicious bro, I was just, just oh, take oh. it and go. Just take it and go. Derek Barnett was always after That's the whistle. Okay, okay. Yeah, Tyler Barron looked awesome. That one, I can't, I still can't believe we didn't get called for a personal foul when he drugged that South Carolina quarterback like three yards. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. In 2014, we made that comeback. It's funny as hell. Tyler Barron looked really good. And that was not a name like I was expecting to look. DeAndre Johnson looked very good. Yeah, DeAndre Johnson did, as expected. SEC defense lineman of the week, as everybody expected him to be. Um, looked like total dog shit the first two drives, and then just decided he was going to be a badass and had two point five sacks. So I'm actually very pleased. I mean, I after the first two drives, Tennessee's defense said, "Oh, I'll call the ambulance," but then they came up with the gun and said, "But not for me." But not for me. And then DeAndre Johnson just started getting sacks, baby. I am glad that our game is at 11 or noon so we can watch the Georgia-Auburn game. Let's just get to 2-0. and Get to 2-0 and and then watch the rest of the games. And let's just break out the notebook and start scouting. 
Oh, that guy sucks. Oh, there's a stupid fucking haircut. Oh, that guy sucks. Oh, wait, another stupid fucking haircut. What a dumb decision by Kirby. Yeah, Henry Toa is uh, he's the best linebacker UT's had since Gerard Mayo, easily. I mean, he's just an awesome, awesome player. Really? We think he's better than Jalen Rees-Mabin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Better than A.J. Johnson? Yes. I think Henry Toa I think, will be an All-American at Tennessee. Not this year, but next year probably. Ne- next, next year, Henry Toto will be an All-American. I would be surprised if he's not. He looks like a first-team All-SEC linebacker right now as a sophomore. Yep. I, I do think he'll have a couple of more learning games, though, because I, I do feel like a couple of times he was out of position against South Carolina, but the guy just knows how to make plays. Yeah, I mean, like, he just he's just good, man. He's been good since he first since his first game as a true freshman. He's just good. Some people have it. Some people are just good, and I'm glad that we uh, got him. And I'm also glad we kept him from going back to Washington like everyone was worried about. Yes. Yes. Have we not talked about Elijah Simmons' singing voice? Have we not talked about that before? I thought we had before. I thought we had. I thought I shared a video, but I was surprised. Okay, everyone was freaking out about it yesterday, which, I mean, the guy's got pipes, but I just thought we'd already, like, unveiled that. We have talked about that, yes. Okay. I guess we don't have as big of a reach as we thought. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. We love the patrons. We love the patrons so much. We actually got a new patron. Let me go pull it up. I was trying to stall. Hold on. Let's see. All right. We got a new $5 patron, Gunter Odell. Shout out to Gunter Odell. We love you. We appreciate you. And new $5 patron that used to be a patron but says car got messed up and he resigned was uh, McLean Long. Shout out to McLean Long. We love you and appreciate you. Glad, that, glad you got that credit card fixed. All right, let's get to some questions. Hank wants to know, what are our favorite sports clothing items in our closet right now? Um, the Cutter and Buck UT Polo I bought last year. I think mine, I, I got I got, I got to choose between two. Or I really have a couple nice ones. I like my Steve McNair jersey, but I can't really wear a jersey that often. Um, I really like my Titans hoodie I bought last year for the playoffs that says take everything. It's really comfy. I love wearing it around the house. Whenever it gets a little colder, I'll probably never take it off whenever I get home. Just some, like, my little sweat shorts and that hoodie is an elite combo. And then I have a really nice Tennessee Tech, or a Tennessee, like, one of those Tech Fit or whatever pull uh, pullovers. And, like, the little logo is, like, a, the state symbol checkerboarded. It's really nice. So those two are probably my favorite, the Titans hoodie and the, the Tennessee pullover. Uh, Bob says, not a question, but a comment. Eat shit to the two-tone tribe. I guess that's uh, regarding the Titans Steelers this weekend if they play. I hope we beat your ass and then give you COVID, Steelers. That's what I hope happens. Imagine how bad the Vikings felt losing as they're 0-2 and desperate and then letting a team with the, with the Rona come up there and beat them. Big Steven Goskowski, Goatkowski, redemption. Put him in the MVP conversation. How about he that? drilled a 55-yarder and a 54-yarder in the fourth quarter to win that game. Good for him. I love watching kickers that have like done something poorly come back at the end of the game and nail one to win. Like I don't know if you saw the the Lafayette Georgia Southern game this past Saturday. I actually didn't. I saw that you said that he kicked it to the moon and drilled it. He had missed like a thirty. He had missed like a thirty yarder, and then Billy Napier hadn't even let him kick another close range kick earlier in the game because he didn't trust him. And then he goes out there for the fifty four yarder. He's like a transfer from Indiana. I guess he was like Indiana's backup last year. Just wanted to kick somewhere, so he went there. Goes out there for the fifty four yarder. Nobody thinks he's gonna make it, and he crushes it, and then just goes crazy. I mean, I just love stuff like that. Um, but yeah, good for Goskowski, man. Where do you have to be in life to sit there and watch Louisiana Lafayette and Georgia Southern? Just curious. I think it was, what was the early game Saturday? On, was it Auburn, Kentucky? I think like Auburn, Kentucky was over and we were like waiting for Georgia and Arkansas maybe. I don't know. I Just flipping. Okay. I mean, just flipping. Okay. What channel was that on? ESPN. That was on ESPN? Yeah, or ESPN too. I mean, they're ranked like 19th or whatever. It was on one of the ESPNs. Oof, I bet they were ready for the Big Ten to get back. <laughs> oh, man. They Chad wants to know, what are our most embarrassing moments in elementary school or high school? I know he said and high school, but I'm just going or high school. What embarrassing moment? 
Yeah, that game was on ESPN too. Or you can get both. Whatever you want to do. Chad's our longest patron. Um, he is. He's a good man. And shout out to the Vols getting the win over the Gamecocks so he can talk trash to his wife for a year. That's true. He lives in Columbia. So uh, big, big, good job. He loves um, to see it. I don't Hurry know. up. Nothing's popping in my mind, man. You never embarrassed yourself? Little autistic Seth just stayed in the corner? Didn't bother anybody? I, maybe it's just because I don't really pick up social cues all that well sometimes. You don't feel embarrassed? You're just like, yeah, you're just, you are who you are? Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, fifth grade for me, it was like a fifth grade award ceremony in the library. I was getting caught up for something, probably like A, B, honor roll or some shit like that. And I had a friend who was a little reckless, didn't really care. And he grabbed my foot and tripped me. Mm. And I fell in front of everybody. And then I'm sitting there laughing. And like, I can barely, it's one of those laughters where you can't control yourself. You're so embarrassed. I just have my heads in my hands in my head. And I keep laughing. I'm giggling. He's giggling. Trying to calm down. And then as I'm trying to like calm down, I just let out a big fart. And it gets so worse. So mm. much worse. That's, that's bad. I was wearing jean shorts too, I remember. <laughs> high school, if I had to pick an embarrassing moment from high school, it would probably be prematurely ejaculating with a woman. Or the time I was, I had a girl, I had an expedition, so like sometimes I would be like, you know, if we didn't have anywhere to go, we would just watch a movie in the back seat. And I parked one time at my dad's barn that, it, you know, it was like up the road. And then he snuck up and beat on the door with a uh, with his pistol drawn and really took us out of the mood. That girl was not uh, feeling it after that. But she ended up being a lesbian, so shout out to Pops. All right, next question. Uh, Taylor wants to know, build your best Subway sandwich. Uh, whatever I can easily throw in the trash can. <laughs> I was just going to say, give me turkey and cheese and mayonnaise and let me get the fuck out of there. Taylor, Taylor, listen. Listen, my brother. If you're eating at Subway on a regular basis, I want you to stop donating to this Patreon and take, that, that, take those $5 and put it in a jar. Let's call it like a Firehouse Subs jar. So you can go to Firehouse, or Jersey Mike's, or Lenny's, or anywhere. You can even go to Quiznos. Quiznos. I want you to stop donating, and I want you to stop going to Subway. But we do appreciate your donation. My kids do get fed because of you, but I can you can rest assured, they do not get fed Subway. OG Matt wants to know what's the uh, funniest possible thing that could happen during tonight's debate. I feel like his his like his earpiece falling out. Biden's. Yeah, after like they wouldn't agree to the earpiece check. Oh, so I haven't even seen that. So they're uh, you know they they think Biden's going to have people feeding him answers. Yeah, they wanted like an earpiece check supposedly, and they and the Biden team wouldn't agree to it. They also asked for like breaks after every thirty minute interval, which seems weird to me. Like, just get the damn thing over with. Like, I, 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 maybe I just don't know enough about American politics and how it works. But like, how many people's minds are going to be changed because of this debate? Like, so just get get up there, get it over with. Like, so you don't think there are actually any swing voters still? There might be. I, I, there might be. There must be. Or they, I, I guess there are. There must be because otherwise the debate wouldn't be a big deal. Oh no, it would still be a big deal because you're going to have forty million people watching it and they'll be able to make money off of it. Like, it, it'll be a big deal regardless because people will watch it. I think that like his earpiece falling out would be pretty. Uh, the spin zone would be amazing. I'll tell you what the saddest thing would be, and that is if uh, Biden tries to challenge Trump to some push-ups competition again or something like that. Just yeah. listen to those two men argue about their little aptitude test. Yeah. It's gonna be bad. Are you gonna? You're, you're, I assume we're all watching, right? Are we gonna? I will not be there. You're is, not gonna watch it, okay? No, there's a. Uh, Yankees, you're going to be watching Yankees. Playoff baseball uh, on that I'll be watching for the rest of the day. A little Garrett Cole versus uh, Shane Bieber action. Okay. Yeah, I mean, bless the athletics heart, man. It happens every year. Oh, do they lose again today? They're down 4-1 to one in the bottom of the ninth. Giolito had a, no, had a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Man, they have no excuses they lose this time. I, thought, I really thought they were going to make a run. I did too, man. It sucks. I really want them to make a run. 
Billy Bean's gonna be so goddamn sick. Yeah. But shout out to VFL Garrett Crochet. Is he in? Is he gonna? No, he's pitch? not in. He's not in right now. But uh, they're gonna they're gonna unleash the beast at some point. Let him come in and get the safe. Let him let, let him slam the door shut. He is now like averaging hundred miles per hour on his fastball. I believe he is the two thousand eight David Price for the race. You remember they just would bring him out of the bullpen yeah. Like yeah. his first year, and he just yeah. shut shit down. Shout out to Garrett Crochet, a true VFL pitched with a broken face and the NCAA playoffs. And it is just very, it is very Vols that the year this baseball team has a coach that has resurrected the program from the dead. They also have the best pitcher in the nation and it gets shut down because of COVID. Which, yeah, y'all can say Kumar Rocker is the best pitcher in the nation. Garrett Crochet is the best pitcher in the nation. Who's pitching in the Major League Baseball playoffs right now? It ain't Kumar Rocker, it's Garrett Crochet. Eat shit, Kumar Rocker. So. No disrespect. No disrespect. He's very good. Yeah, no disrespect. You're good too, bro. But you ain't pitching in the MLB playoffs. You're not. You're not. Uh, Jackie, the law dog, wants us both to rank the top players in the NBA Finals, regardless of team. Seth, you go first. Rank the top 10 players in the NBA Finals. Okay, one, Anthony Davis. Oh, wow. Okay. Two, two LeBron James. Whoa. This okay. might, is, is this the wrong take? I mean, oh, just LeBron's let me finish. Just let me LeBron, finish. LeBron's, LeBron's still better. Okay, LeBron's yeah, still better. Okay. LeBron's, LeBron's better. Okay, three, uh, Jimmy Butler. Four, Bam. Five, um, We're waiting. Uh, I have no idea. I'm trying to think of, like, who starts for the Heat. Um, is five, like, Contavious Caldwell-Pope? This is your list. Number five, uh, KCP. Uh, six, we'll go with um, Harrow. Hero, but okay. Hero. Um, seven, we'll go with um, JaVale McGee. All right. Eight, we'll go with uh, Dwight Howard. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're getting, you're getting both Lakers centers the edge here. Nine, we are going to go with Duncan Robinson. All right. And ten, we will go with the dude from Texas A&M who's bald, Caruso. Wait, who's the All Heat right. center? I thought the Heat center was Bam. It is. Oh, okay. Well, I had Bam fourth, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So okay. So that was uh, that was a list. I'm now looking up who the Heat have. I would go LeBron, AD, Bam, Jimmy, Drogic, Hero. Duncan Robinson. Does Duncan Robinson do anything but shoot threes? No, but he's so good at it. It's so valuable. Okay, so he is like legit that good. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he set a record for best catch and shoot three point percentage this year. So like forty seven percent from there. He beat Steph and Clay. Uh, I didn't realize like Drogic is. No, Drogic's a beast. Drogic's a beast. He's my number five uh, behind Bam and Jimmy. I didn't realize he was that good. I mean, I really think that he have like the next five. Like, I really think it's the Lakers have the first two, and I would say the Heat have the next six, honestly. I really struggle here, though, like, after Duncan. Like, I would probably go KCP as well. But I know dumbass Danny Green is going to have something to say about it. Like, he probably will play good in the finals. Maybe even Rondo. Hell, I don't know. Duncan was, what, number seven? Like, JaVale McGee has started 11 out of 14 games for them, but averages less than 10 minutes a game. Yeah, no, he usually just comes in and runs around for five minutes. Why do they even start him? Why not start Dwight? Just so he'll win the tip, I guess. I don't know. I I don't know. That's what the the Warriors did with him, too. He just would come in for the first, like, seven minutes. I'll go Rondo. I went KCP, Rondo, 8-9. Which I don't even feel good about that. Who is their starting point guard? It's KCP, right? It's LeBron. Okay. Number 10. I mean, just for the finals, I would probably take a good doll at number 10. Even though he's pissing me off in that Heat series. It's really just going to come down to how good LeBron and AD are. They're going to have to be elite. They're going to have to be uh, Shaq and Kobe. So LeBron is their point guard. I did not realize that. I thought it was KCP. Led the league in assists. Uh, BMV wants to know the Reds Braves projections. Uh, I am going to go with the Atlanta Braves. 
I think the Braves win the series due to two bullpen malfunctions by the Reds. I think that's um... the Reds bullpen is just so shitty, and the Braves are so good late in innings or late in games. I just feel like that will carry the Braves. I think that although like the Reds starting three, buddy. Oof. I mean, it's stout. Bauer, Castillo, and uh, and Gray. That's a pretty good threesome. I think that's um, like I'm not going to argue with anyone about like starting pitching. Like obviously the Reds' top three is elite, especially in a three game series. But I think the Braves are just better. They've been better the whole season. Oh yeah. I, I think that Freeman is the MVP, and Ozuna Freeman nearly does suck in the playoffs. N- nearly Ozuna nearly won the triple crown. Please uh, note Freeman's going to choke in the playoffs. I don't know, man. I don't know. Please note. Please note Freddie Freeman's going to choke in the playoffs. I hope I'm not. Sorry. I, I hope not. I love I'm Freddie sorry, Freeman. Braves boys, but it's just going to happen. I love Freddie Freeman, man. But Azuna will pick up the slack. Um, As will Acuna and Dansby. Dansby's turned into a good Major League Baseball hitter. Well, I mean, he was the number one overall pick, wasn't he? Yeah, but he wasn't like he, the 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 progression he's made. No, I know he it came out of nowhere. It, and like he, he he's actually he's so much better now. of a fielder. Yeah, like, like, he's good. Like it's not like he's like he's a like he is a a good major league baseball player and like constantly getting better. And then you also have people like Adam Duvall and Austin Riley. I don't need to go down the whole Braves lineup. Okay, they they can just hit. They can just mash. Yeah, that's fine. My Reds. That's right. My Reds can pitch, except in the bullpen. So I, I have the Braves. The starters are going to have to go eight innings. Bring back Chapman. Last question. Techball wants to know, you're 18 again and can go to any school uh, besides UT. You get a free ride. Where do you go? I mean, uh, uh, Harvard or Yale. Yeah. Like, just for the future. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be cold and the people would suck, but, like, uh, if you get a degree from Harvard, you can do whatever you want. So, yeah, Harvard or Yale. If I was 18 and it was 2008, I'd probably pick Alabama. Yeah. Just to go win. Yeah. What's better, UCLA or USC? Uh, USC, I think, is a better school. But it's, I, I'm thinking it's better because it's private, but, like, I mean, you, I don't know if there is a better – I'm sure there is a better public school than UCLA in the country. I, I don't know if, like, in terms of, like, tougher to get into, I don't know, like, if do you, there is – Do you think I look better in baby blue or red? Baby blue. Yeah, I'd go to UCLA then. All right, anything else you want to add, my brother? Um, no, that's all. Weeks so. wants to know if the Cardinals are going to upset the Padres. <laughs> no, no. The only, here's what I care about. I only care about one thing. I want Adam Wainwright to win the game he pitches, or at least to pitch really well. If they don't win, but it, but like he throws six shutout innings, that's awesome. That is literally the only thing I care about. Like now that we know Dylan Carlson is going to be really good. All I care about is Adam Wainwright. Like, hey, being what happened awesome. to your boy Flaherty? This oh, that's another thing. Like, he I has to be you, hurt. You kept telling me Jack Flaherty was a beast, and now I hear Wainwright's getting the ball over him. Well, Wainwright's been the oh. number two all year. That's not the like Wainwright's. No, I mean, I know. Two. I'm just saying. I, imagine last year me telling you that Wainwright's going to be the number one over Flaherty. Yeah, the so there's been this weird thing with Flaherty going on all year. Like when they did finally start playing again after their two- to three-week-long break because of COVID, Flaherty didn't start. Like, you would have thought that, like, they've had this huge two-week break, so the rotation order resets, right? No, like, Flaherty didn't start for a while, and then when he did start, they didn't even let him finish two innings. Like, they hadn't been... Like, I don't actually give week. a shit about Jack Flaherty. I, I, I don't know why... I don't know, like, if this. he's hurt or what, but I just want Adam Wainwright to do well. That's the only thing I care about. He's the man. That's all I care about. Just Big Adam. Love you, brother. I love you too, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might slip. I don't cry if I slip. I might cry. I just drip. I got sauce, I just drip. I got sauce, if she dip, that bitch bows, I don't trip. I'm a boss, I might slip. I don't fall, I just drip. Way, 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 riding around town on sunset. Cali weed loud like funk flex. 
Road trips, no drip, don't rush it. No bitch ass nigga, no fuck shit. No, no fuck shit, get chin shit. Treat a queen like a queen, don't give a bitch shit. New whip shit, crawl like insect. Lot of hoes, lot of hoes, game fish net. Lot of hoes, lot of hoes, more problems. Came in a nigga left Obama. Lame bitches get blocked, don't lie me. Top car nigga, had no problem. Nice smile there, assume I'm such a nice guy. Bougie nigga, first class or the flight side. Bougie nigga, fuck a bitch from the right side. Tell her if she got a friend, then I might slide. Tell her that I need a friend, and nigga can show off. She ain't got goals, and nigga, I'm so lost. I done fell in love from fucking some hoes raw. I done fell in love while getting some hoes off. I done fell in love while doing some hoes ignorant. Ex called the nigga, I don't listen. First class is staring at my pigment. Got to work to get it the road different, yeah. I don't flow if I slip. I might crawl, I just drip. I got sauce, I just drip. I got sauce if she dip. That bitch blouse, I don't drip. I'm a boss, I might slip. I don't flow, I just drip. I got sauce. Who got the sauce? Who got the sauce? Yeah. Whip the rock with the bars, yeah. Hit the block, chip the bars, yeah. Catch a pig, Randy Mars, yeah. I don't rock with the police, none. Don't dish the Glock when the police come. They gon' shoot a nigga anyway. Any day of the week, ain't a woofer, made me whooping his feet on the concrete. With my dogs on the stick like a bomb sweet. Cooking up, better duck like a confit. Cause it's on me. And a nigga living never had to warn me. I was ready, ready. With the macaroni, turn him into Machiavelli. We be stacking fatty. I don't never wanna be a broke boy no more. Sold out merch, sold out tour. Mount Rushmore full of real ones, yeah. All my homies done kill some, yeah. All my homies done full time. Some got all day and all night. Some escape, but we don't respect it. I'm so invested and so protected. We left corrections all uncorrected. Snuck the F and E, none detected. I don't flow if I slip. I might crawl, I just drip. I got sauce, I just drip. I got sauce if she dip. That bitch louse, I don't drip. I'm a boss, I might slip. I don't fall, I just drip. I got sauce.